Welcome to The Art of Intimate Marriage with Dr. Jennifer Conzin. Sensitive yet frank advice for enjoying every benefit of one of God's most fundamental gifts. Dr. Conzin is a licensed marriage and family counselor, sex therapist, as well as an adjunct professor, award-winning researcher, author, and speaker. With today's conversation on the biblical approach to fulfilling intimacy in marriage, here's Jennifer. Hello and good morning. This is Dr. Jennifer Conzin with The Art of Intimate Marriage. And I'm going to take a little bit of a different take on things today. We've been talking about, gosh, a lot of some of the challenges, a lot of the challenges that come along with sexuality and how to overcome them. But a lot of times people are (laughs) interested in reading something or listening to something because, you know, sex is going okay, and they just want to make it more fun. And they just would love some direction on how to make it better, more fun, more, you know, lively, more interesting, more so that it's not just by rote and, you know, same old, same old, or just, you know, make it fresh. That's a perfectly good reason to read a book on sex. That's a perfectly good reason to go listen to a talk on it. So things may be going really well, and you're just looking for some practical things to make it better. So that's kind of what today is about, is some of the fun ideas, some of the practical things. And this fits really well scripturally. When you look at Proverbs 5 in verse 15 through 18, it's actually a a verse you know, letting the male know not to go after the woman, the adulterous woman in Proverbs 5. But listen to the language. This is this is uh, literally what it says. It says, drink water from your own cistern, running water from your own well. Then, and I'm jumping a little bit here, then your springs, your streams of water, let them be yours alone. May your fountain be blessed. We see this as well in Song of Solomon, chapter four, verse 15. So it says uh, you it's uh, speaking of the, the 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 woman. You are a garden fountain, a well of flowing water streaming down from Lebanon. So we see in both of these scriptures and in some other places that water themes <laughs> are used to describe the sexual relationship. I mentioned this previously one other time, but I want to just talk about it a little bit more here. That all of these, it used, mentions a cistern, a fountain, a spring, and flowing water streaming down. So these are the words that describe sex. In other words, this flowing, ever being refreshed flow. That's what God wants our sexual relationship to be like, that it's renewed and refreshed regularly. This is for those of you where things are going well, and you're just wanting to make sure we don't ever become the, (laughs) maybe the comparison would be a, a dull pond that there's no movement in the water and it gets, you know, scum on the edges. Like, I don't want that for our marital relationship. I want that continually refreshment between us. Well, that would be biblical to continually make things better. So, How do you go about that (laughs) on some practicals? How do you go about that? Well, one thing you may want to consider is how's the atmosphere? I tell couples sometimes, how is your bedroom? What does it look like? Is it decorated in a way that's appealing to both of you? Maybe go buy some new sheets. Maybe go buy a new bedspread. You know, um, 
you can get a whole new bedspread at Walmart for a really low price. So maybe do something to refresh it. What often happens is the bedroom becomes another office or it becomes the folding room for the laundry or various other things get dumped in there. And the bedroom is just another workroom of the house. The bedroom shouldn't be another workroom of the house. Some input that we were given before we were married in our premarital counseling was the one room of the house that needs to be better than any other room is your bedroom. And I tend to be like, a oh, I don't want people coming in my house and seeing my messy living room or my kitchen full of dishes. And that tends to be our, you know, a focus. But actually, when you look at the scriptures, if we're going to prioritize our marriage and put our spouse as a seal on our heart, then the bedroom all of a sudden becomes very important. Both how it feels, if it's enjoyable to be in that room, if it's a place of refuge. So check sometimes just changing what it feels like physically. But then also in the moment when you're going to engage sexually, check the atmosphere of your room. Uh, putting, you know, yes, these are kind of stereotypical things, but putting on candles, lighting candles, lowering lighting, putting on music that is, that you both like, (laughs) and that might be a challenge right there. What kind of music would you like? Check the temperature of the room. If a room gets too hot, not only can sex become problematic, but it can actually cause some difficulties with sexuality. Men will often share with me that they got too hot and so their erection became a difficult. So sometimes heat can be an issue or women have a hard time enjoying themselves because and, and reaching orgasm because they're just too hot. So check temperature, get fans maybe involved, or maybe it's too cold and that can be a problem. You might have two very different body temperatures. Again, the last, the previous episode was on talking about sex. So you may need to talk about these things. Temperature in the room. Um, You may need to find ways to create warmth. I had a couple that they had never used the fireplace in their bedroom. And it had just kind of been there decoratively. And they, when they really were working on their sexual relationship, they started lighting fires in their bedroom to just create both an ambiance and as well as a warmth. If you have the ability to use other rooms of your home and you've got a fireplace in it, set the fire going and have a really lovely atmosphere in order to engage sexually in another room of the home that's other than your bedroom. There are couples that they're working on, you know, touching and cuddling more, and they've literally rearranged the furniture in uh, their family room so that the the comfy couch where they could both lay down together and and spoon and hold one another, they moved that couch so it could face the TV so they could enjoy watching something together, cuddling. And they they <laughs> they laughed because their kids are like, "No, you can't move that couch," and they're like, "This is now mom and dad's couch," you know. We can change the house around, you know, when you have freedom in your home, when there's kids not around, you can, you know, take some special moments in other rooms of the house and make it comfortable, you know, change the lighting, put some music on. So atmosphere, atmosphere is important. It's a fun, practical way to make things better. Another practical thing is how do, how well do you know what your spouse needs? So I'm going to list some things that women will bring up about what they need that I would also recommend. Learn what your spouse likes. Ask her. You know, we've been talking about communication in a previous uh, broadcast. Ask her what she likes. Sexually find out what she 
needs, what she prefers. Learn about her. Learn about what parts of her body she likes to have touched. In a, in a future broadcast, we're going to talk about sensual and sexual touch. So I have literal exercises where couples touch each other and tell each other, yeah, I like that. No, I don't like that. That's like a two. That's a one. That's a zero. That's a five. You know, tell each other what you prefer about different areas. So, well, so learn about your wife. What does she like? Talk to her. If you want to improve your sexual relationship, talk to her overall in life, not just about sex, but about everything. Talk more. Share your heart with her. Share your challenges with her. Romance her. What does she need? She not this, Now, I'm going to give you these lists of things that women often say. This may not be your wife. And women, you might be listening going, that is not me. Your list may be different. But these are some general things. Women like to have dates planned where the husband plans the date. And some women like to be surprised. Others don't. They want to know. But they just like to know their spouse is planning it. So romance her. Um, write her a card. Send her a loving text. Take her somewhere special. It doesn't have to be expensive. You can take her. Uh, one of my favorite memories with my husband is we didn't have much money. So he got a folding table and some folding chairs and a laptop with a movie. And he made a meal at the home. And we took it down to Shelter Island. And there's parking right along the water. And the view is the backdrop is the city. And he put the laptop on the fold-up table and we watched a movie and had this meal he prepared at looking with at the movie with the city as the backdrop as as it got dark it was a wonderful memory that we have and it cost almost nothing so romance her do something really cool like that also if you want to improve your sexual relationship with your wife learn how to resolve conflict you know men often they have a conflict and they want to have sex and a woman's like, ah, she's all still stirred up and she's not feeling resolved. So learn how to resolve conflict and she's going to feel a lot better about sexuality. What else does she need? Um, well, make sex work for her. Uh, figure out stuff with the kids. Maybe she's uh, too worried about the kids. Help out with that. Um, maybe she's worried about noise. Okay, get a something that will cover up the noise, a fan. Help her out with the things that make sex a little challenging. Um, maybe she's tired. Then help her out. Watch the kids so she can take a nap. And then later in the evening, you can have some fun together. Um, maybe she's worried about the kids walking in. Put a lock on the door. So work on the things that make sex work for her. Also make sex fun for her. Maybe you need to um, spend some money on making things fun. Maybe you need to talk beforehand about what she finds fun. Maybe you can play a board game while you're having sex. Play. Uh, during sexuality. Often women are like, gosh, all we do is have sex, but we don't do any of the fun stuff around it. So she may need to play more. And actually, I might have husbands listening to this going, that's what I want to do. So play. What else do, might she need? The, one of the biggest things is caressing. Um, often what will happen is women will say, he holds my hand and then we jump into bed and have sex. And there's no touching going on uh, through the day, but then there's also no caressing of her body before intercourse or before genital touching. So make sure that you're caressing your wife and finding out what kind of caresses she likes. What else does she want? What are some practicals she'd like you to know about? Um, if it comes to sex specifically, she may have the greater sex drive. So she wants you to 
initiate with her and and plan it, plan the sex, uh, plan having those rose petals that lead to the bed or lead to some other area of the house, make it fun, run the bathwater for her. So initiate, plan, set up special things to do where it's you, the husband, making those plans and making it fun. And what else does she need? Across the board, women tell me, dates, go on dates, go on dates, go on dates. She needs dates. Go on dates. Whatever that date means, go somewhere fun. Go do something enjoyable. So... All right. So husbands, there you go. There's a list of some practical things that make sex fun. Wives, uh, what does your husband need? This is this is what men share a lot. They want sex. <laughs> and I'm kind of laughing, but yeah, there you go. Now we can go on to the next part of the the, <laughs> the uh, this broadcast. But no, really, obviously, in general, most men have a greater sex drive. So they're wanting to have sex more often. Well, how can you as a wife make the sexual relationship a lot more fun. Well, number one, admire him. Admire what he does at work. Admire the hard work. Admire uh, his skills, whatever skills he brings to your family. Admire him. Admire him physically. Tell him what you like about what he looks like. Admire him. Admire his character. Tell him what you admire about the kind of person he is. So also watch him physically. Look at him. Watch him move. Tell him what his clothes look, you know, tell, compliment him on what he's wearing. Watch him as he walks across the room. Um, let him know that you're watching him. That makes a big difference for a lot of men. Touch him. A lot of men um, bring up the fact that sex is problematic and so their wife isn't very affectionate either. And so you may need to read a, you know, a chapter from His Needs, Her Needs on affection or read the chapter in my book on affection and really look at how can I really improve what I would call affectionate habits. That's actually straight out of Harley's book, His Needs, Her Needs. Um, what are some ways that you can really improve and just touching him as you walk through the house, uh, as you're out and about in public. So what else? Uh, husbands will say that they want to be prioritized above the children and above every other relationship that their wife is involved in. How's that going wise? How's, do you really, is he your number one? And then wives, often husbands need you to go actually indulge your own sensuality, go take baths, go wear lace and uh, satin, things that make you feel more sensual, that feel more beautiful, indulge your own sensuality. You might need to go for a lovely long walk on the beach, come back and take a bath and then wear something um, that feels beautiful and then initiate sexually. So indulging your own sensuality is a really aid to the overall making things better. And then your husband will say, romance him. <laughs> You're like, huh? Yeah. Often uh, I'll have husbands share with me that, you know, they plan all the dates and they plan all the special times, but their wife doesn't. So initiate, plan, think of special things to do. What is that? And what do all these things have to do with sex? They have a lot to do with how sex goes in the bedroom because wives, Go ahead and become the creative one sexually and watch how he'll feel. Initiate. If you are, if you have the lower sex drive, initiate more than you have been. Make That can make a big difference for what your husband needs. So these are some practicals and I'm going to go over some more in a moment here. But I just want to take a break to say... This may bring up all kinds of questions. And usually when I get to this section, I get lots of questions on some of the practical things that people want to know about. Should I use this? Should we do this? 
um, you know, should we involve this in our sexuality? And uh, that's a very, very good question. If you want to read more on those kinds of things, go onto my website, The Art of Intimate Marriage. Go get my book, The Art of Intimate Marriage. You can get it on Amazon. You can read and uh, blogs on my website. You can listen to previous broadcasts. So go ahead and check out that resource. Um, you can also ask me questions. Send them to me by email, jenniferconson at yahoo.com. One of the things that I would highly recommend is get some stuff to get you talking. That's what's going to help things be more fun. Get talking. Go. It's a it's a great book to read, The Art of Intimate Marriage. Go read it and sit down and talk about it. I mentioned in a previous broadcast, I have some cards called The Intimate Marriage, and you can buy them. I would highly recommend buy them. They will improve how sex goes. If you talk more about sex, you're going to have a better sex life. You're going to have more fun. I just met with a couple this week. That's exactly what they told me. We're talking more, so we're enjoying our sexual relationship more. So it's hugely connected. So go buy them, my cards. I think you'll like them. Anyway, let's go on. Listen to these words. I mentioned these in a previous broadcast, so you might already be familiar with this, but I'm going to review it again here. Listen to the words I'm about to say. Leaping, climbing, seeking, jewels, earrings, ribbons, all-you-can-eat food, like a buffet, battles, chariots, crowns, swords, shields, trees, wind, rivers. When you hear these words... What do you picture? Leaping, climbing, seeking, crowns, swords, shields, jewels, ribbons, wind, right? What do you hear? I'm, I picture, when I hear those words, I picture kids all dressed up in all kinds of fun outfits and they're mock, you know, playing mock uh, lords and ladies and maybe they're having a mock duel or, you know, they're dressed up and pretending to be in a castle. Or maybe you're picturing one of your favorite, you know, movies that's, you know, some time period where, you know, there there's adventures and people are all dressed in these fascinating costumes and it's beautiful and you know right you're picturing adventure and beauty and costumes and right but all these words leaping climbing seeking jewels ears ribbons earrings ribbons battle crown swords trees wind rivers all of those words are in song of solomon <laughs> god wants our sexual relationship to be fun he wants us to be playful. That's the word that I use to describe um, how the Bible details sexuality. When you look at Song of Solomon, God wants us to have fun. So get, get into the word. Read your scriptures. Let that renew your heart for having more fun in your sexual relationship. I really recommend um, you can read a whole two chapters on this out of my book. You can also read Sam Lang's L-A-I-N-G book. I think it's being re-released called Hot and Holy. It's called Five Senses of Romantic Love, and it's previous. You can still find it sometimes, um, you know, in a used book area. And he goes into all the details on the way to really up all the senses in sexuality, in the sexual relationship. So go find those things out about each other, about ways that you can really indulge the senses in sex. Another practical is how to talk about what to include. I'm not going to go over this in detail today, but you can find on my website, in my book, um, a list of what I call my what's allowed questions. There are eight questions. I'm going to read them quickly, and they've got scriptures with them uh, that help couples decide if they want to include toys. So this would be like vibrators and other toys. If they want to include lubricants, if they want to include Viagra 
or any other kind of medical aid, if they want to include different positions, whether they want to include oral sex and so on. So whether you should have these things as a part of your sexual repertoire to make it fun, well, I give people these eight questions to sit down and talk about. Number one, is it prohibited by scripture? That would be Matthew 5, 28 and Galatians 5. Is it beneficial? This is the biggest piece. 1 Corinthians 10, 23 through 24. In other words, does it make things better? And is it beneficial to your relationship overall? If you're demanding something, I want to do this in our sexual relationship. Um, demands don't usually cause benefit. So if you're appealing and asking and it's giving your spouse some room to go and really think about it, then that works a little better. But also sometimes you might put something into practice. And as you start using that, whatever it is, if you start utilizing Viagra or if you start utilizing a, a, a lubricant or if you start utilizing a vibrator, you may start feeling like this isn't beneficial. Then, okay, it's not. First Corinthians 10 says, pay attention to whether it's beneficial. Um, does it involve anyone else? Uh, I get questions about whether we should use any kind of erotica. So does it involve anyone else? That would be Hebrews 13, 4 and Matthew 5, 28. And then uh, this is kind of like the, is it beneficial? What is the fruit of it? So this is out of Matthew 7, 16 through 20. And this is the kind of thing where couples will try something out, like I just said, and um, it starts to make the husband struggle with different areas or the husband or the wife starts to become um, uh, feel objectified or, you know, so there's this the fruit of it is not positive in the relationship or for the individual. So that's kind of the same idea of is it beneficial? What's the fruit for some things that you might be considering doing? It may not be a bad thing in and of itself, but it may be too contaminated by maybe your background or how the world has polluted it. So this would be out of James one twenty seven, And so you, you can either say it's just, it's just, there's too much from my background that makes this not possible. It might be certain positions that you just can't do because of things that have happened in your background. Or for some people, wearing lingerie is too tied to some things from their, uh, the things they struggled with before. So, you know, what you're going to do in your sexual relationship, ask each other, you know, is it, is it been contaminated by things that are from your past or can you reclaim it? So this would be more like second Corinthians chapter three, verse four. So go check out those questions. Ask yourself, is it pleasing to your spouse? That's first Corinthians seven thirty three to 34. Does it violate your conscience? That's Romans 14, five and first Corinthians eight, seven through 13. And then Sometimes people just say no to something because they just feel like it's wrong and they're not open to talking about it. And it's more of a rule. It's more based on a human made rule than it is that it's actually wrong. And that would be looking at Colossians 2, 21 and 23. So when it comes to what to include to make things fun, what are some practicals? Go ahead and go over those scriptures and ask, sit down and have the conversation about that uh, specific between you. Now, the reality is I'm going to end today with some funny stuff <laughs> is that there, sex is messy. And some of the practicals on how to make it fun is dealing with the mess. So, OK, there's lots of fluids involved with sex. There's 
Um, there can be semen. That, well, yeah, usually, right? There can be vaginal fluids. There can be lubricants. There can be some of the things that are used for birth control can get kind of messy. Um, some people get concerned about urine flow, like, you know, or, or blood might come out. Or then there's, oh, that thing called farting. People fart a lot. And so people get really worried about farting during sex. So sex is smelly and it's messy. And you might have your hands and your face down around your partner's private areas and you're worried about their smell or they're worried about you thinking they're smelly. Sex is messy and it's smelly and we need to talk about it. So I actually do this whole thing with couples, helping them talk about the, the, the messiness and the awkwardness of sex. Okay, so number one, talk about the messiness, talk about the awkwardness, talk about the smells that might bother you or the things that happen with your body that may make things difficult. But also get practical. You may need to set things up ahead of time to make sex work. I have a, a woman that I worked with that she didn't want to have sex because the the flow of her husband's semen down her legs was really a turnoff afterwards. So we talked about, well, set things up where you've got towels and you've got um, wipes next to the bed so that you can clean yourselves and either lay and snuggle or go walk to the restroom without that flow coming down the leg. So think about practical things like that. Uh, put put towels underneath you. Sex is messy. So put towels underneath you. If you're worried about urine, you might have some incontinence and you're worried, put a towel underneath you with something plastic underneath that and go to it. So the reality is we can overcome these obstacles, but we number one have to talk about it. And number two have to plan. Um, also, as an important thing is in preparing uh, for sex is go take a shower, go brush your teeth, go shave, put on lotion, do things that help with the smells. <laughs> your spouse might feel like I don't want to have sex because he smells or she smells. Go take a shower. Go take a shower together. Enjoy the shower together and then go have sex. So practical things like that. The reality is there's smells, there's liquids. Sometimes you poke each other and you stab each other while you're moving around. Learning how to laugh through the awkwardness and the messiness of sex is vital. So I have a whole chapter on it. Go read it. It might help you talk about it because some of these things can keep you from really enjoying your sexual relationship. You may need to... You know, buy some stuff to help you out. So go ahead, look at some of the, um, there are some some websites. One's called uh, The Pure Bed. Um, there's several that are Christian sites where you can look at products to really help with some of the problems or to aid, to buy sexual aids. Um, and they're Christian, so they don't have pictures on them. They just have the product for sale. So consider that. So let me just leave you with these thoughts. Be a student of your spouse. Talk openly, create new things, get that water flowing so that it's fresh. Watch the level of expectations you have, though, on how fresh it should always be. But basically, prepare yourself. Tell each other what you want to do. Go shopping and spend some money and then go explore. So enjoy each other. I hope this has been helpful. This is Dr. Jennifer Conson with The Art of Intimate Marriage. Thank you for joining us for The Art of Intimate Marriage. Now, let's be real. This is not a typical radio program, and we know it generates questions. If you have one you'd like Dr. Kanzen to address here on air, email her at jenniferkanzen at yahoo.com. Kanzen is spelled K-O-N-Z-E-N. Jenniferkanzen at yahoo.com. 
We hope today's program was beneficial to you. And if you agree this unique voice should be on the air, your donations will help keep it there. To give or to get more information about the ministry, Dr. Condon's Center for Sexuality in San Diego, or to get more resources for improving intimacy in marriage, visit us on the web at theartofintimatemarriage.com. And for more on experiencing the marriage God designed, join us this same time next week for The Art of Intimate Marriage.